You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. All right, folks. Welcome back to the Mountain Swire Basketball Podcast. Yeah, basketball. That's we're talking hoops. We're here. We um. The season has been kind of hoops podcast, but we're here when it counts, right, Andrew? <laughs> we're here. We're here. We're here. If you want to read everything we're doing on the tournament, which we have a hub, which I need to update, I believe, or it will be updated by the time you hear this. We'll have all of our previews, game recaps, everything in one spot just to follow the tournament. We can already tell people like it because when I put a generic bracket, whew, people click on those links, Andrew. That's perfect. <laughs> That's what we want to see. But we're here to talk about the tournament. Player of the Year awards, coaches griping and being pissy. Um, yeah. To get the SC Young Award of the Year. Yeah, we're talking about coronavirus for a moment just because. I'll put that <laughs> hashtag in there to see what people show up and find us. <laughs> it's legit reason. It's not just because. There's a couple interesting things. And then, um, yeah, just kind of the season, what we got going on. So we have the tournament here. Should we, uh, what should we get to first? The player awards type of stuff? Yeah, let's take let's take a little run through the awards first. So we did two different awards, which I loved. It's I remember seeing this years ago. Somebody did it for the Heisman Trophy for football. So I had the idea. Let's bring this back where we all voted every week, five to one. First place player of the week gets five points. Fifth place gets one point. How do you think that um, strategy works? Do you think that's a, an accurate strategy? Yeah, I think it works out pretty well. Um, I, I think. It's cool, too, because you're going to see guys who kind of have that one big week show up uh, in the in the voting, so to speak, because uh, they'll have those point totals. Um, but I think overall, I think it captures the, the people who are consistently performing at the highest level. So I like it. So I was thinking, too, because it ended up being Malachi Flynn was – and we had two p- votes. We did this one. And then we had our staff did like did this the end of the year like who you can vote for. Just curious for me to see if it's different and a few other awards. But I remember for a while Malachi Flynn didn't wasn't in the top. He didn't get votes like midway through the season. Like it wasn't until league play where he started getting first place, first place, first place, first place, and surpassed. And he ended up being our best player. Jalen Harris, Sam Merrill, Derek Alston, and then a little surprise, Jaquan Lyle from New Mexico. Just because they had, like I said, the one or two huge weeks, like is, I think that's that's pretty consistent with what we have overall, and most people would have for the Player of the Year or All Conference team. It's not too much different. Maybe Lyle wouldn't be there. Like Nico Carvaccio made our top five, but I think that list is pretty representative of the whole thing. Whole thing. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty interesting too. One player you don't really see here on our final point total uh, for the season, Matt Mitchell. He shows up just once got one point Yanni Wetzel just one point yeah you know because they're just such a a well-oiled team they really do play really well as a team and Malachi Flynn is sort of the the headliner right and so he's the one who gets all of those points but it was kind of hard to look at all those guys doing so well and pick one so it's kind of easier I guess maybe just to go with Flynn but yeah like guys who are fresh new new term like Richard Washington who's really good one vote that's it for San Jose State. Yeah. And so, end up being, I thought, you're right, like Matt Mitchell was second team for us, I believe, as well. Double checking here because we had Nemes Kata, second team for us, Bryce Hamilton, 
Justin Bean, Matt Mitchell got second team for us, but overall throughout the year, his weekly, he wasn't basically not a top five player every week. He was good, really good. He just wasn't like, uh, like you said, like if you have that one big week or a couple of big weeks, you're huge. And he, what'd you say? At one point, that's it. Just one point. Yeah. One point. So you're right. Like San Diego State, like there was a year, like um, who was it? Spencer Schuyler, Schuyler Spencer got a quote. I was like, hey, I guess we earned it this time. Because a couple of years ago, they had nobody on the first team when they lost two gate conference games. Like they had nobody. I was like, what, what's the deal with that? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I thought this way was interesting. It worked well. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely. I think I think the, what this really nicely captures is just kind of who who kept impressing us over and over again. Yeah, and it was the guys who he typically thought. Like, Sam Merrill had a, right. had a bad streak for a while, and he ended up being a top-five guy. Yeah. And, I will say one thing that was, you know, that I kept kind of going back to, I found myself voting a lot for the guys who scored a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, because you see those numbers, and it always looks impressive. And you're like, yeah, you had the best week. And so I think that might be why you don't see a guy like Matt Mitchell mm-hmm necessarily at reflected in something like this because you look at every week yeah he's so consistent he's so good but it doesn't jump off the page yeah because i remember too after a while because somebody noticed that somebody said you guys are just getting who scored points so i look more closely like i did not make the list of our buddy larry who did a great job doing this all year for us yeah he compiled about 10 guys every week 10 like 8 to 12 or whatever somewhere in that range and then i started looking more okay who won that week who had steals like there's one week where I don't remember who it was some guy from. It may have been Air Force guy that played one game, and he had like thirty something points. I like maybe it was a maybe their center. I forget who it was, but like I voted them reasonably high because one game thirty something points, but it's great. But then looking more closely, oh, this guy had three steals. This guy had six blocks. He went twelve points, nine rebounds, three blocks, and two steals. That's possibly one of the best players of the week for one right. game when you have when you're that versatile. And so after a couple weeks, I kind of tweaked what I was doing, but that could be right. Like, even if you're a consistent guy, like I'm trying to pull up Matt Mitchell's stats real quick. Cause I know he had a pretty good year, but it may not have been like overall week to week where he was putting up 20 points a game or whatever he had. I think I got it right here. Here we go. Hold on. Yeah. He had put up 12 points, five rebounds, nearly two assists and shot 50% from the field and 40 from three point range. So he's pretty good, but not great. When you think about it, overall, like just pure numbers, like that's fine, but yeah, that's not gonna, exactly. that's not going to get but, you like best player of the week or even top three player of the week, right? But those you know those numbers don't capture all the other things that he does for the for the team, and and you know that's why you get Matt Mitchell showing up on the Mountain West first team, you know the official poll that yeah they put out yeah getting that high like overall like his best game he had. He had like he had like a twenty two point game. I think that's his best high. Only one game of twenty or more points, right? Or no, but two, I mean, you also two. To, but yeah. Well, San Diego State, you know, it's not like they're putting up ninety points a game necessarily either. So you got to look at these things. You know, his twelve points mean a lot more than say twelve points on a team like Nevada or Colorado State, where points are a little easier to come by in those offenses. And he came up big, like looking really quick when they beat Utah state, he had 19 points the first time, 28 the second time playing New Mexico. Who's we'll get to them in a minute, but 22 versus him. Like he puts up decent amount of points playing pretty good teams, the better teams. He seems to play well in league play. So like, that's kind of the difference, but overall, like our list was fairly comparable, but here's what we had really quick, just for our um, other votes, like our staff, we had coach of the year, Brian Dutcher, 
was not unanimous. Do you want to take a guess who got the other first place vote? I think I know who got the was other place. Was it you? Place. Did you vote for yeah. him? <laughs> uh, yeah, was it Nico Bedman? <laughs> yeah, was it you? Are, <laughs> you, was the, are you the one? <laughs> that was me, yeah. Okay, explain uh, your vote. Why, I, Brian Dutcher will shame you, so tell us, explain why, good, in good reason. <laughs> well, you know, um, <laughs> because I think there's a good chance that Brian Dutcher is probably going to get National Coach of the Year. Um, and I... Look, this isn't a, a vote against Brian Dutcher necessarily. That's the what I'm saying. Boo you, boo. Yeah, right. No, it is honestly. Look, he did an amazing job this year. Um, mostly, my vote for Nico Medved was uh, just kind of a recognition of what what he's done with that program, um, the step that the step forward that they took this year, and how much it was driven by those young guys and. Honestly, I just I've developed a uh, a bit of an obsession, not an obsession. That's a, that's a weird word. To use. <laughs> hey, but uh, you know, I've uh, I've just really become drawn to Nico Medved as a really bright up and coming coach. And oh, I'm, same, yeah. I think that he's going to be coaching at one of those Power Five schools before too long. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> to see him at Minnesota, you know, yeah, his alma mater, yeah, but yeah. hopefully not for very long. I want him in the league for a long time. Maybe he's a lifer in Fort Collins. Hey, only three teams have 20 victories, and he's one of them. Yeah. You have uh, Dutcher and uh, Craig Smith, Utah State. So, And, like, the Rams always seem to – give credit, too. They have two, multiple ADs the past decade, and they always find a great basketball coach. Okay. Larry Stacey did fine. Maybe not the end was great because his uh, antics got old, but they can bring in guys who can coach. Like the two yeah. unfair, relatively unknowns and Tim Miles, who's currently podcasting with the Athletic, but he did good things when he was with the Rams, and now you have Nico doing great. So well, it's uh, it's fine. They were good at home. They're average on the road. It was a team where, like, Nico Carvacho, he probably has a spot in the NBA. But we look at like who they played. Like they had Duke early on, Arkansas. They had some bad losses early on, but they kept losing like games away, away from home. That was kind of their problem. Like Utah State twice, or on the road, UNLV, all those road games. Like maybe they beat Arkansas State and Mexico State's okay in the whack, but twenty wins for kind of being a team that's like whatever. Like they basically beat who they should have beaten. Like out of all the losses, like what. Was it maybe the UNLV loss, perhaps in league play or Nevada? Those are the only questionable ones, really. Boise State, I guess, but they're all on the road, and they're all team, and they're all teams that were kind of in the same neighborhood. It's not like you can point to right. a loss that they were bad because they lost those teams. Like they're losing to Colorado, who is a ranked team. They they got blown up by Duke. There's like maybe the Arkansas State game. That's the only game you could say they probably should have won. Yeah, I, I just I think that they. We're a really, really solid team, and I, I think that they performed way above expectations. I thought that this team was going to be, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot I of thought that did. they were going to be right around, way closer to Wyoming and San Jose State than you know Utah State and Nevada. So, um, yeah, I think that was another part. Is that I originally going into the season i thought san diego state would be number two in the league behind utah state i think that was a pretty common sentiment everybody had that (laughs) yeah and so for for brian dutcher and of course you know one loss on the whole season is is huge right but (laughs) but they for him to go you know from second to first for me i think 
Colorado State's going to end up with the number six seed in the tournament, but I don't think that they were the sixth best team. I think that they were probably the fourth or fifth best team in the league this year. And for me, that's just a, a much bigger jump, I think, than on the expectations. And that's the other reason why I went with Nico Medved. Yeah, it, 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 I could. Your argument was fine. Is if you can make the case, nobody <laughs> could say you're wrong. Well, and I mean, like, what? I mean, who? I knew that Brian Dutcher was going to get every other vote, so I figured, yeah, what the heck? Yeah. So let's keep with Rams. We'll get to the tournament stuff, but let's go for the Rams. Like, they have Wyoming, which they will win, and they're the. You said they're the sixth seed. Is that correct? Yeah, they're the sixth seed. So they'll start off with Wyoming, and then, assuming they, you know, win, beat Wyoming a third time this year. Uh, they would go on to face Nevada. Like, could they beat Nevada? Could, they did once, right? I, yeah, could they make it to the semifinals? I don't see why not. Um, Ooh, spicy. Yeah, I mean, well, J- Jalen Harris is a good reason why yeah, not. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I see plenty true. of reasons why Nevada. Hey, but Nico, game, who's going to guard Nico? Come on. That is a very, very big question. Just say it. He's him and outside Nemus Kata, their best two big men, probably in the conference. Well, Deshaun, Thompson, De- Deshaun yeah. Thomas is coming on pretty well off the bench True. for Colorado State, too, and I think he could bully around some of Nevada's bigs. As well. So, I don't know. I think that there are possibilities there. It's hard to bet against Jalen Harris right now, but... You know what? Um, yeah, because they nearly had San Diego State's asterisks on the ropes in, in season finale. You want to know, um, we didn't do this this year because it's so obvious it's San Diego State, and I'll say it now. Dark Horse ramps to the finals. Because they got Wyoming, they'll beat them. They've beaten Nevada before. If they win, they could play Utah State team, who's been fine, playing a touch better. Like I'm just saying, why not? I mean, I hey, I don't, I don't see any reason why not. I also just wrote, you know, an article about how Boise State mm-hmm. could win the whole thing. So I'm all, I'm all for dreaming when it comes to this. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, you might as well. It's like, but yeah. I'm, no, but I'm, like Boise has it tougher because they didn't play San Diego State. Which well, is yeah. tricky, and, and that's why I give CSU or even Nevada a better chance because Utah State's fine, but they looked awful versus New Mexico. Before that, they were playing extremely well basketball, but like that's a team that they don't they shouldn't scare anybody too much in the conference. I don't. They've been playing better of late, but what they've done throughout before that conference, like losing to a couple bad games here and there, like their at large berth is probably poof after losing that New Mexico game. It's going to be close. the The bubble is really bad. It's really nasty out there. Um, but you've got, you know, you've got teams like Texas coming up out of nowhere, and Texas could be a real threat to Utah State's bid. Um, I think Utah State, if they don't make the final of the Mountain West tournament, I think they're probably not going to be in that. If they make the final and they lose only to San Diego State, and a couple other things break their way, I think they'll slip in. Because the the computers like them, mm-hmm. but but they just don't have a lot of really good wins, and they've got those losses to Air Force and to New Mexico that are just holding them back. And the metrics don't love them that much. No, it's tough. But um, back to the player real quick. Yeah. We had Malachi Flynn, Player of the Year. Jalen mm-hmm. Harris got one vote. Um, newcomer of the Year split Harris and Malachi Flynn. Did you vote for the other vote that was not make it either way? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure I voted for Jalen Harris. Okay, we said David Roddy of CSU get a vote. Oh, yeah, no, that was not me. I, it seems like it would have been, right? With the <laughs> I just wanted no, David Roddy was not me. I like it, though. David, I like David Roddy a lot. 
And the defensive player of the year, I did I didn't put it KJ because I wasn't sure. I'm like, he's good, but I I'm with him. Maybe that was my big error. We had four votes. We had Malachi Flynn get two votes. Uh-huh. Nico Carvacho got two votes. Justin Bean one vote. The winner. Do you want to take a guess who won? Who won the the player or the defense player? Of the yeah. Year? Who did we pick? Uh, Jacob Bakajong. Heck yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, that's who I voted for. So Me I too. was waiting for the last guy. <laughs> that's that's great. So it's it's it's, it's, it's a little surprise. I put I didn't put Nemus Kata because I didn't think he deserved it for how much he played this year. Lack of and that goes back to like, are you going to choose conference play or year play? And so yeah. I guess I stuck with conference play. But you know what's funny? We talked about this before. What's up with Brian Dutcher with a stick up his butt? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I I think. The award seasons come around and people get a little sensitive. But he had some he had some interesting comments on this, right? Yeah, he calls like because I'm because by the I'm, the media and coaches have their stuff out. So the media poll, but Malachi Flynn, Player of the Year, not surprising. Uh, newcomer of the Year, which him and Jalen Harris are, it went to Jalen Harris, and he and Dutcher's like, well, it's a uh, does everybody get a ribbon? It's like, well, no, it's like we we both explained before. It's like in we see other sports leagues more. I think more prominently NFL, MVP goes to quarterback, AP or an AP offensive player of the year goes to like the best offensive player. That's not the same guy typically. A lot of the times, right? And, so and honestly, who cares? That's probably how. That's how I'd probably split Flynn and Harris right now too. For me, Hair, you know, Flynn is like the quarterback of the best team in the league, and Jalen Harris is like. He's like Christian McCaffrey. He's that guy. If I'm picking a fantasy player, I want him. But if yeah. I'm starting a basket, you know, if I'm starting a team and I need a quarterback, I'm probably going to go to, you know, I don't know about Tom Brady, but no, don't, I'm no, go, don't I'm say go, Tom Brady. I'm tired. Of Tom well, Brady. I'm going to, I'm going to pick someone who's really good at being a quarterback, but that's kind of how I see this split playing out. So I don't, I don't see why Dutcher has an issue with it. Cause he wants all the know, awards. Maybe, and then he complains yeah, about his own player, KJ, not getting defensive player. The year, but he goes to Malachi Flynn. Come on. <laughs> what yeah, want to, everyone to get a ribbon? I guess I I don't get it. It's uh, it it's stupid, right? Yeah, but I mean, it, he could be complaining about what time he gets home after the games and stuff like that. So right. I guess I'd prefer him complaining about this than you know the scheduling and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, and then you have Dylan Harrison Twitter's like, I don't want to split anything if that's the case. I'm like, dude, you relax as well. Come on, get over it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's, my tiebreaker was you, you picked again on a better team for the player of the year. It's not a consolation prize. There are the two best players in the league. They both happen to be newcomers. One plays on a much better team, so that should be the edge for player of the year. Maybe if you want to think super logical about it, if he's the best player, MVP, whatever, he should be the best newcomer as well because, yeah, but whatever, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I split my votes. I I had Harris or I had Harris as the newcomer and Flynn as the player of the year. Uh just mostly because I thought that yeah, the same thing that Flynn was the best player on the best team and Harris was probably the most influential new guy in terms of how much he alone brought that team up. I mean, he got help, but from guys who had been there before. Whereas for San Diego State, it was kind of a lot of newcomers mixing with a lot of veterans. And for me, Jalen Harris's contribution as a new part of the Nevada team is what stuck out to me 
I mean, I don't know. We're really splitting hairs, though. I just, yeah. I kind of just gave it as a, you know. It's fine, right? Chill out. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter that. Guess much. what, Gutcher? You're going to get a number one seed. You're going to go to Madison Square Garden and maybe even a Final Four. Yeah. What I mean, What else do you want? Do you want somebody to like? Uh, I don't. I can't. I don't have a great example off the cuff. I but guess. Maybe, I don't know. When you only lose one game, you got to find something to complain about. <laughs> so. I know it's like it's ridiculous. Uh, whatever, coach. It's like get over your stuff. All right, let's talk about this really quick. We'll get to the tournament stuff in a moment. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'm not breaking news. People have heard of this. What's this new? What's this virus going around? The coronavirus is that saying it properly? <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah, that's right. Did you see Word on Inkovich? He goes, "No, I'm not doing my corona." <laughs> He's like, no, stop it. So, not to make fun of the topic or light of the topic, I'm bringing it up because NCAA is being proactive. Olympics might be canceled, pushed back, lots of disruption, which the latest, which we'll get to, because NCAA is like, well, maybe there'll be empty arenas. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to say people are like panic mode, because here's my thing about it, and this will get to basketball in a moment here. I would rather be a bit overly cautious and say it's not a big deal. I'll ask you a question. Do you know why the Spanish flu in 1918 was called the Spanish flu? Uh, because it started in Spain? No. because I, I, I couldn't have been that, right? You would think. That makes logical sense. No. <laughs> the reason why it started in Spain, that's the name, because it's also during World War One. So U.S. media and American media were not talking about it because they keep morale up for the war. Most of the news people got came from Spain. So that's why it was called the Spanish flu. Interesting. So, and then you may have that a touch now with how they're it's being organized for whatever, but that's not what we're talking about. But the most interesting about it because Mountain West, Thomas and Mac, like, well, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. We're fine. We're going to watch stuff like the latest, which is interesting. Chicago State, they form the WAC. They're not traveling to Seattle because there have been some cases in Seattle or Utah Valley University, which there is one person in Utah who has it. They were on that cruise trip in Japan. Okay. And so they brought him back to hospital near me. So I got a bunch of news alerts Friday night. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. But here's the thing about it. I go to, I go to the store today. All the Clark swipes are gone. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But why are people taking water and toilet paper? What's that going to do for you? Water's fine. Is I haven't, is, you, you can't get sick by drinking the water that comes out. Yeah. I don't, I've got, I think people are just, um, they're going a little, I think they're getting spooked by the news and the news is, telling them to prepare for whatever, get some supplies and they hear supplies and that's what they go for, right? Water, water and toilet paper. And, you know, I've got friends who work at Costco who are telling me that, you know, everything's flying off of their shelves and they're selling out of things. And it's just, it's, just, it's, here's the thing. It's you're going to be, you're going to be fine because my wife's a nurse. So I ask her questions all the time. Like, Hey, should we go to the basketball game or should we do this? She's like, you'll probably fine. It's not a big deal. So it's like, if you're concerned about it, be ready for it. But like, it is impacting sports. Like, and like they're not going to have the NCAA tournament, have nobody in the stands. Thomas and Max not going to be empty for the final game on the Saturday. So yeah, that's it's, it no. seems weird too that they would say, you know, we'll we'll look at it for for the NCAA tournament, but they're going to let 32 conference tournaments proceed. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure there's been talk about this for those as well, but I don't know. It just why can't the NCAA be more on top of things like NIL instead of this? Not that this is a big deal, <laughs> but I'm just saying, pay the players, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, especially if you're 
going to be putting them out there in potentially, you know, biohazardous situations, sure. Give them a paycheck on the way out. Exactly. If they, like, if this, I doubt this happened, but how wild would it be if they play nobody there? Right. And I mean, didn't, I saw some, uh, just a headline. I didn't have a chance to click the story, but the A10 is got rid of handshakes because of this. I haven't seen that. I know Japan preseason baseball is playing empty stadiums, but that's a different story because um, Japan has more of a, that's why Olympics are are in question. Hold on. A10 handshakes. I'll look this up real quick. But here's the thing about back to, if you're concerned about it, not that we're the news authority by any sense, but I talk to my wife a lot, obviously my wife, she's a nurse. So like, how serious is this? She's like, a lot of people probably get it, but you won't, you won't, won't die from it, which I don't know. Does that make you feel like more comfort about it? <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, I hope not to be one of the bad statistics in sure. there. Cause obviously some people are going to have it go the other way, but I think I understand why people want to be cautious. Certainly. Um, and I, I suppose if you're going to err, you might as well err on the side of caution. Yeah. But you know, there, there are, I guess it's just a selfish desire that I really want to see the NCAA tournament yeah. and I want the fanfare, you know, and all and all that sort of thing. Um, so I'm guess it's mostly just kind of a cautious optimism that yeah. it's not as bad as it could be. I don't see the Atlantic Ten banning handshakes. I'm doing a Google search as we speak, and nothing's popping up. Okay, there. maybe maybe I uh, misread a headline that I was seeing on a scoreboard. So should we go I to Howie Mandel and just fist bump everybody? <laughs> Let's see. I'm just saying. I don't know. If that's the way. But I, but honestly, like, oh wait, oh that's something oh here else. we go, here we go. I got it. Sorry. Uh, this is from Kyle Boone on CBS Sports. Okay. Threat of coronavirus. Uh, let's see. Threat of coronavirus causes Atlantic Ten to suspend handshakes in its conference tournament. Uh, forearm bumps will replace mm. the handshakes. <laughs> don't they do it anyways? Half the guys. I mean, yeah, but now they're saying the pre- and post-game protocol of student-athlete handshakes have been suspended. Is that going too far? I, I think putting it in that sort of like really codified language like that is, I don't know if it's going too far, but it just, it strikes me as a little funny because we're talking about, you know, handshakes. I didn't even realize that there was technically a protocol. I thought it was just kind of an unwritten rule kind of a thing, but it's I like guess the post game handshake line, whatever afterwards. Yeah. I didn't know that there were actually rules governing these things besides, you know, don't start fights. Yeah. Don't pull what the, uh, Nevada, Utah state last year. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I remember breaking that down film for a while, but man, just wash your hands. People tell you to do wash your hands. Don't sneeze on people. It's it's pretty simple. Hopefully, I'm right. Yeah. That's the much just spewing off whatever. But it's uh, yeah, it I just don't want to see empty arenas. But the Chicago State thing was really odd um, because there are like a half dozen people in Seattle who have it. Utah, there's one person. So I'm just wondering, are they going to forfeit the games? Like, what are they going to do? I guess. I mean, showing up might have been worse. To be honest, it's Chicago State. They they weren't going to win those games. Yeah, and that also one note like there's been nine deaths in Seattle, but but they've been coming from older people at like retirement homes. So it's like right. odds of you of, of somebody between eighteen to twenty two having issues, you'll be fine. So let's move on to positive notes. I just wanted to bring that up because it's interesting because if there is empty arenas, that would be wild. So and it's not yeah. gonna happen. We'll be fine. Just practice. It's like the flu. Just do what you do, and you don't want to get the flu, right? 
Wash yeah, your hands exactly. and don't pick your nose. That's exactly what <laughs> my work just uh, put out a bunch of signs around the office that are like, wash it's your a... hands and, you know, yeah, visibly soiled hands must be washed. It's like, yeah, duh. I mean, don't be the guy in Fox but... News who boasts about not washing his hands for 10 years. He's probably going to no. go first or something. Or he'll just live forever. You know, yeah, no, I, no, I don't trust him. You can't, no, that's no. All right, let's get to basketball. Let's get to the tournament. Right, let's get back to it. By the time you hear this, the first round games might be already over, but that's okay. They're opening round games, and they have some some interest. Let's be honest. Are you really going to tune in at 11 a.m. Pacific? Is that the first game, right? Yeah, I think to so. To watch, um, let's see, I'm to my bracket here because I have two tabs open. We got three games. I know that, and we got the Wyoming game we mentioned in my internet. Come on, come on, come on, go faster! The virus got, got my Wi-Fi. Oh God! Um, I see Air Force and Fresno State, and okay. I believe. Let's see. Yeah, there we go. New, uh, sorry, New Pacific Air Force Fresno. It is New Pacific. Okay, I two, couldn't tell if that was two thirty. Yeah, two thirty. San Jose, New Mexico. Wyoming, CSU. Do I'm being honest. You already backed out of one preview, so what are you going to do? I already know you don't care about one of these games. <laughs> but uh, like, hey, I backed out of the preview to be here. I'm kidding. No, Honestly, I get that's it. The, no, no, that's the only game I do care about, though. Really, is the Air Force Fresno State game. Two 11 eighteen uh, teams, eleven win teams. Why? Why should we care about that game? Oh, I mean, because it's basketball and it's on. I don't know. Daytime um, basketball. That's a good reason, right? I I think. I don't know. Maybe part of me still just really wants that Air Force over San Diego State upset oh, pick to come true. Oh, <laughs> so I'm going to be, you know, tough. that's no, tough. I, I, I just I couldn't let myself off the hook. I don't think I don't know if we've done the podcast uh, too often since I made that very bad pick. Yeah, I still want the line change. Come on, <laughs> five in, five out. Uh, but I guess. Here's the thing. New Mexico has been weird. They've been bad outside Utah State, so maybe there's some upset potential there, but they're also a nine-point favorite. So the first day of games, like, just kind of keep an eye on it. Stream me on the Mount West Network website. So if you're at work, have maybe the minimize the window in the corner to kind of watch it. Keep the score alert. When it gets close, turn it on for a few minutes. So Exactly. I mean, you got to get your practice for when uh, when the real good games are going on for March Madness and all that. Yeah, you just take the day off. I don't know. My, my, okay, my job is easy. I do sports for work, and I don't work until evening, so I watch all the daytime games until I go to work. Yeah, that's so I nice. Be I know. I'm, I'm going to be trying to use some PTO to, <laughs> to get thirsty. You, got it. you know what's out. hilarious? You get the commercials about, get your vasectomy this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest thing. It's like... Not you're not wrong because it's probably it takes a couple of days to recover, but it's the funniest thing when that pops up about this time of year. Hey guys, you need a couple <laughs> days off work anyways. Go get this procedure done. Hey, you know what? If that's what it's going to take, hey, people will do what you want to take. So day two where it gets interesting. We have yeah. this the second set of games. Like okay, let's pick our games real quick because we're going to do these as well. Might as well pick our winners. Um, right. I chose um, Fresno, New Mexico, and CSU. I. I chose Air Force over Fresno, although I don't know that I love that pick very much. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I just wanted to pick one upset, maybe. Yeah, um, Air Force's offense can be really good, but their defense is just—I mean, do they have one? Yeah, um, technically, it's not. <laughs> I guess, yeah, technically, they—they're uh, just not good, and they let teams shoot all over them. And I think that that's what Fresno State's probably going to come out and do. And they've been better down the stretch. I mean, Fresno State's five and four down the stretch, so I think they'll 
they'll probably win this game over Air Force. They probably will. So we get to day two where it gets interesting. So we got the bracket the schedule up here. So day two, all the games are on CBS Sports Network. So if you don't have it, uh, you can stream it. We got a Fubo free trial. If you want to check that out. Um, also, we haven't note mentioned, but the reason the conference tournaments a week earlier is because the Con Expo Con Ag. 2020 conference takes place this weekend a construct a construction trade show which is nice because i don't think people want to spend 200 dollars a night for a hotel room when there's that the WAC tournament part of the west coast conference tournament and then also the pac-12 and yeah yeah and whatever else men's and women's pac-12 i believe so that's fine so here's what we got like when you look at day two oh i have the wrong bracket up here but you have san diego state if we go by our projections they'd be playing uh New Air Force, Air Force Fresno winner, right? Yeah. So let's just should we just slot San Diego State to the finals? Is that okay? Oh, well, or no? Oh wait, wait. Who's your ooh semifinal? Well, ooh, juicy. so I mean, so I think we should at least maybe talk a little bit because I mean, a, a couple weeks ago, yeah, maybe, but San Diego they've been playing with fire, you know, letting teams lead them in the first half, the things like half, that, Nevada. being a little cute, and I mean, the one team that beat them this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is UNLV? It's only one, so you better not be wrong. And yes, it's the Rebels who will be if they win on their home court, playing that game at six o'clock Pacific. Yeah. So I mean, I, I just think, yeah, they're probably going to win both. You know, their first two games, San Diego State. I mean, um, but I, th- I would think it'll probably be more entertaining than just you know a couple walkovers into the final. Well, plus that crowd, too. Rebels, Aztecs, that's going to be huge. Yeah. Those teams hate each other quite a bit. So that'll be – It's oh, yeah. we're, we're likely it's going to happen, but you're, you're not wrong. Like, they Nevada was leading with what? Four, like the final media timeout or somewhere in there, final six minutes? Yeah. Of that game. They were ahead, and they may, they may not play each other until the finals. But So they're probably going to get there. But, like, looking at really quick, I go to teamrankings.com. They have to get to the uh, championship game. Aztec 70%, UNLV 15%. And then Ken Palm is even higher, 75%. And UNLV about the same, about 14%. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I would say that they're definitely, that they are going to probably do it. That's what my picks are going to be. Um, but, I, yeah, I think that that second game against the UNLV Boise State winner will at least be an interesting game. I think UNLV probably presents the better matchup. Boise State, I don't I think that San Diego State could kind of bully them around a little bit more. But UNLV, yeah, I mean, they did it once. So, yeah. I'll definitely be watching if they get matched up again, especially in Vegas. Yeah, cuz Boise's won 3 of 5. They already lost at UNLV back on November or excuse me, February 26. Rebels have yep. won 5 in a row. So they're one of the more hot teams in the conference. Them in Utah State, but Aggies lost to the uh, uh, Lobos. And the C- like they've won six of seven. So the, yeah. only, the only losses overtime to Nevada. They could be on like a seven-game winning streak, possibly. Yeah. So and, and they've really turned it around. So okay. So we got them. So who do you? So do you have? Do you have UNLV Fresno? Or excuse me, UNLV uh, Aztecs in that game. I really like this Boise State team, and I really want to pick them, but they just—I think the momentum. I and I and I—I I, I kind of fell in love with that, that piece I wrote a little bit uh, about 
you know, dreaming about them winning the whole thing. So but, how could they win it then? Explain people who haven't read it right. yet. Give them a little so people who didn't read it or people who uh, have not read it yet. Basically, the idea is that they're going to get really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect analysis. So, well. <laughs> no, okay, but it's not just that. So I think, you know, UNLV and Boise State, I think UNLV needs to not – they need to not stay super hot. Um, they need a guy like Amari Hardy to have one of his like three of 14 shooting games and he has them. Um, but you know, if Bryce Hamilton and Hardy and Mitra Long are all scoring, then Boise state's toast. But if it's just Hamilton, maybe getting like 25 points and Hardy gets 10 and they don't really have that second or third scorer going off, then I think this UNLV team is beatable with an offense like Boise State's. So, you know, that's how they maybe get through that game. Okay. San Diego State, ugh, they're going to just – Boise State really just needs San Diego State to be looking ahead to the final <laughs> or to the NCAA tournament or to anything Number but one that game. something. Yeah, something. They, just like, need San Diego they see State Gonzaga to... lose to BYU and Gonzaga doesn't get a one seed out west. <laughs> <laughs> right. So basically, they the only way that Boise State's getting past that game, I think, is by coming out, hitting a bunch of threes, just kind of smacking San Diego State in the jaw, uh, catching them asleep a little bit, and then just holding tight and making sure that Jessup's the one who gets fouled, put him on the line at the end of the game, he's going to knock him down, they hold on, they win, it's perfect for them, right? Okay, so then they get to the final <laughs> in this dream scenario, and they would. I think the best matchup for them would probably be Nevada, just because neither of them has a great post presence. R.J. Williams is great, but he's not huge. True. Um, and Nevada's guys are huge, but they're not great. So I think that that's a good matchup for Boise State, and that would probably be better than, say, going up against Utah State or Colorado State, um, just because you don't have a Cata or a Carvacho to need to worry about, because Robin George is not going to get that job done. So I think they go up against Nevada, and that one's just a shootout, and they need to come out on the right side of it. And, you know, at this point, they've already beaten San Diego State. They've beaten UNLV at home. The fate is obviously on their side, so they win, and that's how they do it. <laughs> okay. Just wondering. Okay. All right, so yeah. let's go to the other half of the bracket real quick, because that's right. a go, – go read the whole thing, but that's a – luck is a number one factor, which uh, good luck with that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, right, that's the whole thing. So the fact that I wrote this, you know, this whole piece basically relying on a lot of luck for Boise State means I probably think the other team's going to win. So Sorry, I signed it out to you. I'm like, let's pick all the teams with the same record, or the teams I had to buy. So that's what I went with. So that's not, that's no, on me. Actually, <laughs> I, I like it. You know, it was, it was a fun kind of thought exercise of, okay, let's be realistic and think – you know, it's probably not going to happen, but if it did happen, what is the most kind of realistic way it would go down? Yeah, and, and Leon Rice is a good coach, too. He he is, and last year was an aberration, and they're back, mm-hmm. you know, kind of right around where they should be in this league, maybe a little, yeah, I think fifth, fourth or fifth is kind of right around where they would be in the league, you know, pro, program-wise, so... Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think UNLV is probably just going to win that first round game. So it'll probably be San Diego State, UNLV. I'm thinking too. That'll be an amazing game to see. All right, so the, the night games that um for on the what's this uh, the fifth, Utah State's probably going to play New Mexico. Is Utah State going to have trouble against Lobos again? Or are they going to figure things out and just take care of business? Because Lobos I, have been pretty terrible before they beat the Aggies. They won like what I think one of eight or something. 
Yeah, well, and don't forget, too, that, I mean, I'm not picking this game necessarily, this upset, but San Jose State did beat New Mexico earlier this Ooh, year, boy. and I think so. it was before all of the suspensions and dismissals and all that stuff. So, you know, just I, maybe I'm wrong on that. I, I'm, I don't have all the data in front of me. There's on that. a chance. Like, they beat them a while ago. And, Spartans you know, have players like John Perlow has done better than people thought. He's... <sighs> I think, right? Yeah. A little bit. It's and hard. Thought, he he was doing better, but the, the, the end of the season just really did not go their way at all. But but they're they're Fair. trying. And Seneca Knight, man, he he was a good a good player. I'm glad he got a, a third team nod. I think from the from the coaches in the in the Mountain West poll, all oh. all conference poll. Oh, that's definitely good. So I guess we're both going Lobos. Uh, yeah, I think the Lobos are going to win that game, but I I don't think they're going to beat Utah State again. So Utah State to to the finals, right, or semifinals? That means yeah. And then the uh, other game, real quick, uh, Nevada would be playing CSU. Yeah, that's that, probably the that's the best game of the first round, I think, probably. Freaking eight thirty Pacific, if we're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that game's probably going to be on at like nine o'clock at least, because we have one of these stupid games is going to go to overtime. Like all, like yeah, I mean. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's nine thirty, and I'll be maybe I'll have to watch it on the train on, on my way home from work or something to stream it. But yeah, that might go. be the like the most competitive game of the day. I think. I think that that was probably my favorite game of the year in the conference too. Was the Nevada Colorado State game in Fort Collins, where they were just going back and forth, and I believe it was Isaiah Stevens who hit the game winner. Oh man, that was just such a fun game, and so I am pretty excited to have this back. I think I even tweeted after that game, "Please let these two teams meet in the Mountain West tournament." And so, I think I'm going to get my wish. We'll see. I so who are you taking that game? I think I'm going to take Nevada. I, Colorado State has been a little shaky down the stretch. Uh, I just kind of like where Nevada's at right now a little bit more, but I. This is one where I don't really know, honestly. I, I, my mind. Um, when you look, well, actually, when we pull up the. Uh, oh, should I close it out? But they had the uh, the Ken Palm and everything, the yeah. uh, team rankings. My head says you got the best player. Jalen Harris is the best player, and right. that that would make you lead well. He's going. That's why they should win. But you got like Nico Gravaccio, sixth player of the yeah. year, good, good freshman for the Rams. Like there's. A, a strong case to be made. They could beat Nevada in this game and move on. Yeah, I mean, uh, both of these teams won on their home courts. They split the season series, and, you know, they got a rubber match on a neutral court. What more could you ask for? I, I'm really excited about the prospect, and I'm just really hoping that Wyoming doesn't screw things up. So the way they – exactly. So right now, <laughs> team rankings gives the Rams an 85% chance to win that game, to make the quarter – or to uh, – make the quarterfinals, which is to win oh, the one yeah. game. And then 35% chance in semis. And then they give Nevada 63% chance. So it's like a one in three chance, assuming they played, which they would play each other regardless. Cause obviously Nevada's already there. So you're giving them basically a one win one out of three games. I'll take those chances. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to be pretty, honestly, I think that might be overselling how, much space there is between these two teams. Yeah, I'm just for heck of it. I'll go CSU. Why not? There you go. Let's, yeah, there's always going to be some random upset, right? Yeah, and I think 
you know, we didn't pick it with the UNLV Boise State game, so I'm on board. Let's go with Colorado State. Boom, here. there sorry, you go. Ne- sorry, Nevada fans. Yeah, sorry. sorry, Brandon. I it's voted okay. for Nico Medved for Coach of the yeah, Year. Yeah, you got to ride him. Come on. Through. Keep it going. I got to see it through. All right, so we go to the semifinals. Our picks are fairly similar. So we got Aztecs versus UNLV. We've already discussed that enough. We're both going San Diego State to likely yeah. win. So they'll put them in the final, which is great. This quarterfinal three, or excuse me, semifinal two, apologies, would be CSU versus Utah State. Could CSU win that one as well? Nico versus Kata? Come on. Nico versus Kata. That's a great matchup. Uh, you know, you got a lot of young, good guards for uh, for Colorado State. And uh, I don't know. I, yeah, Justin I B, could, Diego, you win. got everybody. You got Justin Merrill. B, though, on the other side. Yeah, I, you got Sam Merrill. You got a lot of – Diego. I mean, if, if Utah State is playing at that level that they should have been playing at, I mean, it really – I think – They should we win. We all deserve the San Diego State-Utah State championship game. Mm-hmm. That That's what it should have been in the first place, I think, and I think that's just kind of where it's going to end up. So here's the thing. When they played each other, Rams and Aggies, the first time Utah State won by 16, second time only a three-point victory on the road. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's another game where if the players come to play, like, those are two good coaches, two new, newish coaches to the conference, both done well so far in two years. I'm, pro- yeah. I'm likely leaning, like, I'm going to take Utah State there in that one, but I would, it would not, I wouldn't be extremely surprised if the Aggies were to lose that and the Rams win. That wouldn't surprise me all that much. No, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, the one thing I would say is, you know, Utah State, if they don't know it already, then let me be the one to tell them that they <laughs> will be it. playing for their NCAA turn, like for their at large bid. That is the game that matters. The game yeah. against, the games against. Uh, New Mexico and Colorado State, they cannot lose either of those games and still get in that large bit, I think. Um, maybe. No, I'm going to say no. If they lose to Nevada, maybe. But that they would be so, so on a razor's edge at that point. And I just don't think that there's any way they are going to end up getting an at-large bid. Because eventually, you know, some of these conference tournaments, they're going to have, other, you know, random teams win them and it's going to shrink the field or you know the at large field a little bit and i think utah state is definitely already in the territory where they could see themselves shrunk out and so i think they need to grab a couple wins honestly if colorado state beats nevada it might not be as good just because utah state could use another solid win um Colorado State's win win isn't bad, but neutral court, you want to make sure that's a team that's going to stay ranked in the top 100, keep another Quadrant 2 victory for you, uh, you know. So, I don't know. Is, I think Utah State needs to take that game really seriously. Let me ask you this. Is WCC guaranteed three bids? Yeah, I think so. You think St. Mary's is in regardless? Yeah, I mean, unless they really do something – very bad and there are a lot of you know the so-called bid thieves from the mid-major conferences or from you know power conferences that just get those random teams coming in i i i think st mary's is really safe though okay, uh, and byu at yeah of course they get the double buy byu and um, gonzaga so i was yeah. just wondering like you get teams like here's a couple teams to look out for like not bid these but like 
like work to do teams. Like you'll have teams like Cincinnati, Wichita State, Memphis. I don't know why they're still even considered. That, yeah, I mean, I that I'm loss to Tulane pretty bad. It's similar to the Aggies in New Mexico, almost. Um, but you have teams like Rhode Island, East Tennessee State, like Stephen F. Austin's barely listed here, and they have that one against Duke, but they also have a gaudy record, but aren't doing that great because yeah, the conference is bad. But like NIU, I, Liberty, Yale, there's a handful of teams here, there, here and there. But probably where it's really going to come from is like the Pac-12, like USC wins a conference or something, or UCLA continues its winning ways. Or you have like well, my, uh, Arkansas, State maybe you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like, that's just a home a hometown one for me. I'm from yeah, Port just Island, some so. just some random team like in a power conference. That's not even like I'm looking at ESPN's list here just because they happen to be up. But like it may not even be like it's work. It could be a team I have a losing record to win the conference. Yeah, so, you're gonna get somebody like Georgia. Anthony Edwards is gonna score like 50 points a game over however many games he needs to do it. And, you know, you're going to get them sliding in or Iowa state or somebody just like kind of dumb that shouldn't have been there. Maybe TCU. Hey, they just beat Baylor the other day. Yeah. So well, there's stuff like that, but for the title yeah. game, actually, could we see, this would be kind of, I, would, I wouldn't want to see this, but could we see a CSU New Mexico quarterfinal or I mean, semifinal? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean Lobo's beat Aggies seen... again. Rams we've seen the, the Lobos. Yeah, we've seen both of those teams win against those opponents. So it could happen. I don't. I mean, you I would kind of like to see it because I think Colorado State gets to the finals in that scenario. But yeah. So we all want to see Utah State and New Mexico, San Diego State, right? Is that what we want to see? I mean, I, I think that's that's the best game available here. I obviously well one and two would be the best available. Um but I think just in terms of who the actual teams are as well. Yeah, so if we have that, who would you who are you taking then if that's the matchup? Ooh. Um Aggies are 0 2. So gets them. one thing that'll be interesting to keep an eye on is uh Nathan Mensa and whether he'll be out there. Um I don't know if there's been any word on his return yet, has there? I'm not entirely sure. Maybe we should look that up. <laughs> I've heard something. Yeah, right. I mean, probably should have done some research before I came and brought him up. But um, I, I just remember in the last game I was watching, they talked about maybe him coming back for the tournament, um, but uh, for the NCAA tournament. But I don't know if he'll, you know, will be ready or not. But that could be a big difference maker just to give a little bit more size inside. And I mean, they've already got quite a bit. But I think. I think I would go with San Diego State. I mean, that's – I don't know how you pick against them right now. And if it would be one thing if Utah State was really riding the kind of hot streak that they had at the end of last year. Um, but I don't I don't see that they're quite – I don't think they're quite the same team that they were last year. And I don't know that I see them being better than San Diego State on, on this day. All right. I agree with you, too. Like, Aggies have some players. Like – I wouldn't be the way they've been playing. I wouldn't be overly surprised, but the way Aztecs have been just getting wins done. Like you say, what you want to say where they're struggling late in games, but they come back to win those games, like the Nevada game. They like do. that takes that's you got to consider. That. Like okay, they weren't playing great, but they they came out when it mattered and got the victory when they're trailing by six to eight points with eight under eight minutes left in the game. That and say tournament, you got to play the four minute quarters or even at Mount Mount Rush tournament the four minutes session essentially because the media timeouts every four minutes. You yeah. just got to beat your team, outscore the team during that stretch or tie, whatever you 
you're at, but they're a team like they have great defense as always. They have scores now, which they typically haven't had since what James Franklin was there really a while back. Yeah. Even that team lost to Florida Gulf Coast uh, a while back, <laughs> but they they typically like they're not scoring a ton of points, but it's a better offense. They're not like there's times they they struggle to score fifty five points. And, they're, and that's not the team anymore. They actually have guys who can score, and they're capable of putting up 60, even 70 points sometimes. So they're probably going to win. They're going to get number one seed. Um, do you think if Gonzaga loses, at, let's just say they lose to BYU in the finals, would that give Aztecs enough for a number one out west? Would they make maybe them one and Gonzaga two out west? Yeah, I think, I, I think right now if... <sighs> If they both win their tournaments, I think Gonzaga ha- will probably have the slight edge over San Diego State in yeah. terms of the seeding. But if you know, other if one of them goes further, like if San Diego State wins the tournament and Gonzaga loses to BYU again, or loses to St. Mary's or Pacific or whoever it is, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that would give San Diego State the number one seed out west. If they both lost in the Ooh. finals. That would be interesting, uh, but I think it would probably kind of keep the status quo, and I think San Diego State would probably either go out east and be the one seed there or maybe even drop down to the two seed. I don't know that it's necessarily fair, but it might be what happens, especially with them playing the a week before everybody else. So they're going to be done, right? Whatever yeah. they do, they do, and then – other teams will move around them and they won't have a chance to kind of have a rebuttal. So they're, they're going first here, but uh, they, they're going to just have to hope that a team like, I don't know, Creighton or, or maybe Seton Hall. I don't know. A couple of these teams Dayton that are on the two. I don't know. Yeah. Or Day- Dayton. Dayton. I have some feelings about whether or not they should be a one seed just because they don't really have any great wins, but whatever. That's a, that's a different conversation. This is not a, Bracketology podcast. Oh, we can Completely. make it if we want. Uh, but also, really quick, Baylor is still number one after losing to TCU, like you said. Um, yeah. But here's the thing: what Asics really want. The reason you want to go out west, besides fans, like when they if right now they have them up at Sacramento, plenty plenty of ways to get out there. Um, not sure the next round where that would be. But here's the thing: the re oh no, be MSG. That's the next round out right. there. The problem, reason you don't want to be out there, you might have to face Duke and Madison Square Garden. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but hey, to to wrap this all together, it seems like you know, isn't the coronavirus really hitting on the West Coast the most? <laughs> Maybe the East is uh, not a bad bracket to be. In. I guess because if you go, if you're out west, you go to um, L.A. Staples, I think, right? Yeah. One question. I want to ask you a question because right. I know if you're hosting a tournament, we'll wrap it up here. If you're a, a host school for NCAA tournaments, you can't play there. How in the world can Gonzaga play in Spokane and make University of Idaho the host and allow the Zags to play in their own in their own own ballpark or whatever, own stadium? Oh, I you know I'm guessing that there is uh, maybe Shen- a little bit of a financial incentive for the University of Idaho and shenanigans. Maybe <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I say make them go. If you want to have University of Idaho hosting, play those games in Moscow, baby. Yeah, put them Send in the Kibbe Dome. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I'm just saying, like, it, it, I think it's it's ridiculous. I think it's garbage. Like, yeah, they're one seed. I mean, they're probably just... going to win, but it's it's you're on it's, it's your home court for the NCAA tournament. Come on. 
And is Spokane really that big of a market that they need that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the point is to bring it to places that aren't huge markets, but they bring it to <sighs> Al- Albany. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sac- well, I guess Sacramento's in a re- reasonably metro Reason- area near San Omaha. Jose and San Francisco. Yeah. Eh, whatever. It's, it's odd, but, uh, all right. So we both picked the Aztecs. Good for us. Cause we were going shock. Not a big deal. Biggest upset would be CSU going far. Besides that, I maybe like I guess they had New Mexico, but would you? Um, how would you feel, feel? We'll wrap up here. How would you feel about a Nevada San Diego State matchup in the finals? I would love it. I think that would be great. I think you know we talk about Utah State and San Diego State being the you know number one, number two best matchup available, or the best individual matchup available is Malachi Flynn and Jalen Harris. And if Brian Dutcher, you know, is worried about everyone getting ribbons, then let's just go <laughs> set it on the court. Let's just have them all get together and uh, play it out and, you know, put the trophy on the line, right? Whoever wins the game goes home with it. You know, the player of the year, newcomer of the year, all of them mountain West just play for all of the accolades in that one. That would be it. So I, I, I'd like, that's what I want to say. I want to see the best basketball. Like if the Rams go for it, that'd be cool. But if they, like if they somehow win it, they'd be like a 13 seed probably. Right. Uh, I mean, at that they'd point, have, well, I guess they'd have 23, 23 wins. wins. Yeah. You know, you probably put them on the 12 line. It depends. You know, do you say that Colorado state is better or, you know, or sorry, worse than a team like Liberty on I, the 12 line? I, I don't know. I'd have to look at the resume and see, but yeah, it, It'd be it'd be interesting at least. Um, but yeah, I think Colorado State would probably be a twelve. If Nevada won it, they would probably be closer to like an eleven, maybe. Well, leave uh, it this way too. CSU, if they win out, they'd get two Q one wins. Well, right, yeah. So that's that's a big deal. Uh, we'll get to and, it. And get it, to it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, we'll 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 cross that bridge a little bit All later. Right. I think we wrapped it up perfectly, about an hour, what we typically do for other shows. So we're back for basketball. We will see what we can do for a post-tournament, lightning round, NCAA tournament projection or NIT stuff over next week. But we'll get to that when it gets to it. But keep it locked in. MWR.com. We have a ton of previews of all the recaps, of schedule, scoreboards. We have our tourney hub pinned to the homepage. It's the one right below the uh, five articles, so check it out. We'll have that going. We'll be on Twitter throughout the day. So we got daytime basketball. It's amazing. Who doesn't <laughs> like it? And you know what's great? We get this week going through. Typically when I'm watching basketball, like I'll watch because I'm not going to Vegas this year, unfortunately, not able to get down there, which is fun to be there if you can get there. It's fun. Um, I'm there at the arena, those late games. Yes, I can have during the day because on that semifinal game, that's at like 6 o'clock. <laughs> but now we're done. We can just watch whatever we want. If you want, you yeah. can watch bad Big Ten basketball. Oh, and I plan on it. <laughs> and it's in the morning if you're out west. You can start at probably 9 a.m. Pacific to watch those games at MSG or Greensboro or wherever oh, yeah. you host. No, well, yeah, when those Big East tournaments, those first rounds of the Big East tournament, those are on at like, I don't know, 4 in the morning. It no feels kidding. Like... 11 Eastern because they got to get the extra game in there with so many teams. <laughs> Right. So, but yeah, we'll but keep it here. We got everything for you. We'll we'll be back to talk some more basketball later on down the road, uh, tournament stuff, and we'll see if we get. Uh, let me ask you right now. Final final thing is the Mountain West getting two teams in the tournament? Two bid MWC, baby. All right, two bid Mountain West. I agree with you. All right, we'll be back next time, folks. See ya. <laughs>